Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're goddamn right. We're here for a Sunday night smash, everybody. What's up? What's up? I'm knocking mics already. <laughs> There's Ira Chaffel. Cheers, cheers. Hey, so listen. I gotta do this. I gotta. Yeah. How about them Knowles, baby? How about them Knowles, baby? Here we go. Um, <laughs> so listen, I want to do something really quick, Ira. Uh, where is it? Here it is. So I wish you were here at my house, buddy. I want you to look at this. Can you see that? All right. A little Dos Artes. Yeah, that's a little Dos Artes right there from California, actually from Mexico. Okay. Now look at how beautiful that is. Like just the, it's, it's so gorgeous. It's ornate. Bottle. It's yeah, ornate. It's, yeah. Good call. It is ornate. Um, my buddy Chris is from California he flew in to Tallahassee for this game, for this game. And he's a diehard Noel, and he said, if you guys win, I love the Sunday Smash so much, I want you and Ira to toast this. Now, <laughs> I'm just going to brag on you for a second, Chris. That's a 200, 250 bottle of, of uh, tequila. It's a little bit better than the Don Julio that you might I have. Mean, <laughs> I mean, not with Don Julio – what what it lacks in the uh, the, the presentation, it, it it makes up for in the quality of the tequila. See, we, we don't need all the ornate like flowery stuff you got going on. I mean, that's that's what you're paying for. Probably two hundred and thirty dollars of that bottle is no, the bottle. I'm Please actually paying sign. for the uh, Ira. I'm actually paying for the aging in the oh. in the process. Come on, man. <laughs> so hold on, my wife. Hold on. Here you go, babe. Get this in the camera. Oh, look at that. There we go. There we... Hey. Christy's, Christy's put. All right. Let me get mine. Hold on. Yeah. Get yours. Get yours. Yeah. There we go. The Dos Artes is a different color. Is that from the Dos Artes bottle? This is from the Dos Artes. Yes. And how many different color tequilas do we have? A little Dos Artes for that ass. This is just one Arte. <laughs> <laughs> just... Un Arte right here. Also right. known as Don Julio. So here we go. This is the uh, dose. Uh, Stephen writes, hey, Christy. Um, here we go. To uh, to Manny Diaz. Oh, 
Fuck them. That's why. <laughs> Fuck them. Here we go. All right, here we go. Oh, boy. Better. Oh, boy. Better than with the lemon. I think yours might have been a little smoother. Oh, Woo. the dos artes. The dos artes is need, good, buddy. I needed the second arte. That was my problem. My wife and I are not. She's like, shit, that's good. <laughs> she can tell. Christy, Christy can tell. Yeah, she knows. This is, hey, I'm sorry you're drinking. Hey, buddy, I will bring you some of the dos artes tomorrow. This is where it's at. This is so good. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're in a good mood tonight, everybody. I should be drinking turpentine over here. <laughs> what in the world? Woo. So it is 7.06. Welcome into the Sunday Smash. Thank you so much for watching. Hey, guys, we're in a good mood today. Holy moly. Um, so I'm going to – I don't really want to chase my Dos Artes, but that is from where I'm from – all right, Tampa's finest. Tampa's finest. So you might as well feel a little bit. Mm. I like the, uh, I do like the, <laughs> I do like the uh, Van Spike. The corn, coining of Van Spike now is the. Yeah. That's yeah. our guy, Ben the Sausage guy, is using Van Spike with his uh, promo code for Register Sausage, and get your thirty percent off. And I think that's, I think that's cash. It's kind of unfortunate because I don't think it's the kid's fault. It's probably the coach's fault. But hey, it goes with his name. So there you go. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot to comprehend and contemplate and to take in after a win like this that we're all so excited about. I, I mean, I'm not going to break it down tonight. I'm a little loosey goosey tonight. I feel good, man. I feel really good. We can answer questions. I'm not going to be an asshole to our listeners. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to be a prick. That's, um, that was the best thing about that win. Like all the Sunday smash people, like the, the people that watch the smash, we're sitting there going, Jeff's not going to scream at us this week. <laughs> they won a game. Jeff's not going to tell us to go fuck ourselves <laughs> this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Um, but first of all, really quickly again, I, I know I probably did it and uh, uh, I, I may have failed to do it properly. Chris, if you're watching, man, thanks, brother. It was good to see you. And um, Chris comes in, like I said, every year from California. He picks one game and he came to this one. And he dropped off stuff. He loves the War Chant crew. He loves Florida State, obviously, first and foremost. He loves the Jeff Cameron show. He loves Tom White. He loves everybody. And he just is so kind. And he brought this Dos Artes. Now, he brought this to the CP when Corey and I were doing the War Chant, uh, the, the five oh, hour, nice. the, the, the happy hour. Um, and he brought it up and he gave it to me. And he said, Listen, if we win, I want you to drink this. Now, He's got no financial backing in Dos Artes, and neither do I. So it may seem that way, right? But God damn, this is wonderful. So here we are. I also have no backing yeah. in Don Julio. <laughs> but, but, but if I did, I would not be any richer than I am today, I don't think. But, <laughs> hey, man, the four, people are talking about the fourth and 14 play. How is that? Is it equal to the Dominic Robinson? Chris Rich, no, fourth and 14? I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe in due time. You know, there's a weird thing about that with Chris Ricks. I saw you tweeted that out, Ira. And I think Chris Ricks and I have a weird relationship. Like, so there's a weird background to this uh, that people don't know about. I actually, so I ripped that kid for a long time, and I think for good reason. Right. Uh, I want to hear, hear where you're going with this. 
All right. So sit back and listen. All right. So listen. I said a lot of things about Chris Ricks in his time here. Um, I don't regret most of them. Uh, I don't. I don't. But I, years later, um, I, I ran into a mutual friend, oddly enough, who defended Chris. And, and Chris didn't hate me, but he, he, he kind of, you know, I mean, I think, I think he was frustrated by me. You know, he, was, he, was, he was aware of uh, what was being said. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's that's the best way to put it. So one of the things that I always said was that that play, which leads to obviously the PK Sam play, is one of the great plays in FSU history. I mean, it's it's an unbelievable play because it was highly unlikely. Right. Given both recipients, the the, the quarterback right. and the receiver. Like it was highly right. unlikely that either one of those two guys were gonna make that play. And Dominic for it to be over and for it to be over the middle, because that was they well, never successfully threw the ball over the middle. Ever, Ira, ever. And believe me, I brought it up. Um, and it used to drive me nuts. And so that happened in the biggest moment of their careers. And then the PK Sam play happens, and he's controversial amongst Florida State fan base as well. Um, so for a lot of reasons, post his career. Ryan, what's what, up, Ryan? What is going on, my man? My bald head says hello. Um, I think Ryan yeah, wants man. another. I think Ryan wants another Dos Arte shot. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> do another Ryan Dos. Here we go. Hmm. Dos Arte is feeling good. So, so the the funny thing is is that Ricks and I have always had this. <laughs> thank you, Eric. Oh man, people are feeling it tonight. So are we. So we'll get we'll get back to the dance on the logo, Eric. Good point. We will. We'll so here's what's funny is uh, I so you were out there, Ira. You, you were out there as well. So we went out to California for the Florida State National Championship victory over Auburn. And I'm walking into the Rose Bowl, the greatest venue in sport. Right. And I'm walking in and there's Chris Ricks. And we catch eyes. And neither of us know what to say. You know, it's just kind of this like, ah, fuck you, fuck you. And we like, we don't even know what to do. We're just staring at each other. And he is dressed to the nines. I mean, that's what Chris does, right? I mean, he's dressed to the nines and he's got his poofinated hair and he's doing his moose shit. And there they are. And I wanted to walk up. Remember uh, in the season that year, the 2000, the ESPN season? quarterback, baby. No, but you yeah. were in the ESPN thing, and uh, when, they went, when they did like the cribs thing, and they went to everybody's uh, John Brockmiller coming strong with a with almost a case <laughs> dollar. Um, he uh, they went to his room, and he like held up like the like the hair gel, like he had to show them his hair gel. Oh, of so course he did. Of course he did. The, the yeah, so the poofinated hair, right? So he had. Well, I wish I could poof my hair. And nobody but, uses more product than me, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so. so I wish I could. I wish I could do it. But so he, um, yeah, man, his gel and all the bullshit and he, uh, the card and uh, you know everything. So, um, <laughs> so I should leave this alone. But because listen, whatever. But he, it was funny. We we saw each other, and I really felt like there was a moment where both of us wanted to walk towards each other and hug. <laughs> That's the thing, man. That's the thing about time. And that, you know, and it's funny because 
uh, Gene and I were talking about this because somebody made this suggestion um, on social media that I think is a good suggestion. Uh, get Chris Rick, Chris Ricks and Dominic Robinson to talk about this fourth and 14 and watching it and what it was like. And, and, uh, cause it yeah. was just as improbable. It was the same exact play. Basically it was like a, a fourth and 14. They ran a square in. Uh, and again, also just as unlikely that Andrew Parchment and Jordan Travis complete that pass. Um, and I mentioned it to Gene and Gene would be the perfect one to do it because Gene covered both of them from recruitment through, I mean, I was right. here, you were here, we were both here. We covered them, but Gene was here like when they were being recruited. Um, so, you know, I suggested Gene's like, I don't know, man. Like people kind of get, people still kind of get feeling some kind of way about Chris Ricks. But I think time has changed all that, man. If you watch on social media, he's cool. I mean, he's cool with people. Yeah. People are cool with him. And no, I'm saying like, it's, that's the thing about time is, you know, unless you keep, you know, I, I really think people are cool, especially also because, you know, to the point you made, like some of the stuff you said about Chris Ricks wasn't all Chris Ricks's fault. You know? Sure. Sure. He wasn't the offensive coordinator. He was. No, he was if, not. If Florida State, <laughs> I think everybody better, knows how I felt about that offense court. <laughs> but if if Florida State had everybody, if, if Florida State was a well run, if if it was the same coaching staff from before, you know, Amato and Rick and all those Gladden retired and all those guys left, yeah. maybe they handle that situation better. Maybe he. I think you're right. I, assimilates yeah, better. Right. So That's anyway, right. getting off topic, but the point is uh, very. Uh, Incredible play, the fourth and fourteen. I, you know, what's hold on, hold on, Ira, hold on. Time out. Jeremy writes, salute to our Knowles, and I'd like to wish Miami a hearty and heartfelt suck it, go Knowles, and go awesome War Chance staff. Thanks, thank you, Jeremy. Uh, We appreciate your contribution. Hey, listen, guys, you guys are whooping ass tonight. Here we go. Let's keep this bitch rolling. Now, back to this for a second. You were about to say something, Ira, and I cut yeah, you yeah. off. Just, yeah. just that, you know, how improbable it was. You know, you forget about the play, two plays. It was a two plays before the fourth and 14 where should have been pass interference. And yeah, yeah. he's got his the, arm there, got his arm there, yeah. The refs don't call anything. So now you're in this fourth and 14 situation. I don't know, man. Did you think they had a chance of completing that? I mean, at that point, are you thinking there's any chance? Well, I thought, uh, I thought the best chance they had was a busted play. So that right. kind of tells you what I think about in general, their offense, although that's not a shot. I mean, they really actually did amazing things on this night. They have all year long. Um, I don't want to get into, listen, uh, it's, it's kind of weird because on the one hand, I'm so proud of Jordan Travis for the game that he had on this night and that he's had all year long. Because people think I hate that kid. And, you know, on the one hand, uh, you know, people think Corey Clark thinks he's Joe Montana. And on the other hand, that I think he's name your bad quarterback. Neither is true, I don't think. I, I, I don't think Corey thinks he's Joe Montana. And I don't think he's the worst quarterback to ever play football. I just think he's limited with a long way to go. But I like him. I mean, he's tough. He's, he's you know, you're, you're rooting for him. And he's also the best option we have. And so, you know, he picked a hell of a time to have one of his best games ever. Secondly, on that play, I thought, well, honestly, I thought we would not run a traditional play. I thought we would roll him out and just be like, 
okay, if it's there, throw it. If it's not, fucking run because you're special in the run. The fact that it's basically a drop back dig, Ira, it's basically a it's it's a real play. Yes. It's an honest play, and he throws the ball in rhythm. In anticipation. He throws it before Parchment really comes out of his Correct, grade. correct. Ira, it's the biggest moment of his career. Right. It, it is clearly the biggest moment of his career because it, it's a real play. It's a football play. It's not bullshit. And it's one, two, three, here I go on it. And by the way, Ira, let's be honest. It's Sunday Smash. Let's have a conversation. Fucking Parchment actually runs a real route and makes a play? Are you kidding me? That is Unreal. So good for that kid. Good for those two kids. Good for that moment. Uh, everything about it works out perfectly. It's all beautiful. And it even works out better that he didn't get in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was exactly perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and how about this? This is something we uh, I know we didn't write about, and I don't know how many people have talked about it. The punt before that drive. Oh. I think it's Pokey Wilson's back there and lets it bounce because Florida State punt returns. That's whatever. what the fuck we do. Yeah. <laughs> but they Miami's got two dudes right there. For some reason, neither one of them goes back. They just assume Pokey's going to catch it. So they're waiting to hit him. Yeah, because most yeah. guys do, Ira. Well, because <laughs> most teams that they watch try to catch punts, but not these guys. So the ball bounces, and if the if if either Miami guy had gone back 10 yards, they could have downed it at the one. And who knows what the hell happens. You got two yeah. minutes to go from your yeah. one. It, and, it, and, and it could have, it could have bounced a million different ways. It could have bounced sideways. Then they down it. It could have bounced his back. Right. It, but it, it perfectly went into the end zone. You get at the 20 yard line. Then Ja'Kai Douglas happens for 60 yards. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, really it's such a weird game. Cause on the one hand, when you look at what happened in the last 10 minutes or the last two minutes, you feel like, man, Florida State stole it. But on the other hand, Florida State was the better team for two and a half quarters. So it's a weird game because I thought Miami's athletes were starting to take over the game. They right. have a better roster than Florida State. So it no looked question. like they, they were going to take over the game, and they did for a while there. Um, I actually – like so Ryan brought it up here. on the First of all, MSIN, thank you so much. I thought Norvell made good play-calling decisions tonight. I also thought it was ironic that as much as we talk about – JT's legs. We won the game with his arm. Yeah. No, we yeah. appreciate that. Um, and, you know, real quick, I know you got to continue, but so I think he was like 16 for 22, but the mm -hmm. Jordan Young drop would have gone for about 40 yards. The oh, pass, yeah, yeah. The pass where Parchman stops running, that might have been a, t a 70, you know, 16. Well, it's a fucking touchdown if he, yeah. well, yeah, he's got to so, make one guy miss if he catches. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it could have been an enormous, I mean, it was a huge day for Jordan Travis as a passer. It could have been unbelievable. Anyway, sorry. No, 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 no. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I've gone back and watched that. I'm going to watch it again tomorrow morning before I do my show. Um, so, so a couple people pointing some things out here. I, I want to go back to this. Um, the continuity that they want to keep on the staff, I think, was earned last night. I really do. I th that they're not firing anybody uh, now. I suppose if you, you know, oh, by the way, BC is now moving the ball again because, of course, that fucking kid came back. Well, but I will say this. They did it against Georgia Tech. I mean, I'm not. I'm not but, I'm, but I'm saying he is good. He's actually good. He is good. He is good. I, I got you. But, again. You know, no, the, I know. I know. You know, I my, Miami, 
Miami, you know, racked up I don't know how many yards against Georgia Tech. So no, that's fair. That's fair. But I do worry that they actually get a guy now who can make right. plays. Um, so it, we'll we'll see because they get a they got to bounce back now and show that there's consistency. Uh, like there's a chance for them to go up there and win a game. By the way, that would be a big fucking deal. Like to go up there and win that game would be a big deal off of the emotional high of this. Right. To, to buckle up and soldier on and to and play well and go win that game. By the way, if you win that game, you're one game away from qualifying for a bowl. I don't you think this this game is almost bigger than Florida because in a weird, only, yes, only yes. because Boom. you know because I think if you lose it, it diminishes what you did at Miami. If you win it, if you go on the road and beat Boston College, not that they're a great team, you go on the road, it's gonna be forty degrees. You go over there and win that game on top of this game. You stack a couple wins together. That, I think, propels you probably to beating Florida or having a better chance of beating Florida. If you go up there and lose this game, man, it just diminishes a lot. I don't know that, I don't know that you come back from that and beat Florida. So, anyway, I just think this is a huge game, man. This is really – I, you know, I guess Vegas has BC as a three-point favorite, which means they basically think it's a pick Um, But I, it's, a, it's a huge game, man. If they can get back up again. Do you know how – by the way, we're watching highlights of the game right here. There's Akeem Dent like hitting. That hit was huge. I, yeah. So, by the way, I'm going to continue to point this out. Fuller did a great job. Adam Fuller that. did a that that defense was prepared. Ira, right, right. They triggered. They were good, man. They were good. That's what. And, I was thinking the first quarter. I'm like, have you guys been prepping for Miami for the last three weeks? I mean, they were right. I mean, how many times did they trigger downhill and just hit a bitch? I mean, they were nasty. Um, first of all, also, we found ourselves a star at corner. Oh, yeah, Marion Cooper. Dude. Dude, you got yourself a baller. Got yourself a player. That guy is so full of fuck you. Uh, I love him. I love how angry he was scheme wise. This was a really well done. I mean, they did a good, he's, you know, I don't want to say he saved his job, but he kind of solidified it. He definitely. For yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I, yeah. Yeah. I think. And again, one of the things I'm, I haven't posted my three, two, one column yet. I'll probably be up late tonight, but one of the things I'm talking about is, kind of the defense of the future. And, you know, I get it. I know people are concerned about Jermaine Johnson being a one-year guy is great. And we'll get back to him. Cause he, uh, he was a man. Oh, he's, a, he's a freak. Yeah. Um, Kier Thomas is a one-year guy. So he'll be leaving. Jamie Robinson is here. We don't know how long J- Fabian Lovett's going to be here. So I get all that, but you have to love some of the guys that they've signed since they've been here. Amarian Cooper is a, yep. I mean, they started him at corner against my start. Yeah. Hey, by the way, starting two freshmen, like suck it. Like, here we go. Here then, we go. Yeah. And yep. And Kevin Knowles, the other yeah. the slot corner. Yeah. And uh, I mean, those kids are going to be really good. I love, I mean, you know, again, we haven't seen Shaheen Brown a lot. We've talked a lot about, about him in preseason camp because I think safety is tough to play for a freshman. Plus they're playing pretty well back there, especially uh, Jamie Robinson. So he isn't getting to play a lot. But I, I was talking to somebody on the staff this week who, again, said he may be the guy. Like, at some point, he because of what he is physically and his personality, he may end up being the best of all of them. So you got him. That's three freshmen in this class that are that are yeah. going to be big-time players. A, a corner or a defensive back, I like Patrick Payton. I like Josh Farmer. I, like, I mean, there's a lot of uh, – one kid, the Byron Turner, who uh, had shirt surgery, he's not available. They love him at defensive end. This class on defense, I think, has a chance in a couple of years 
to be a really special class on defense, which is huge. And also kind of surprising because if you consider it's a COVID class and you consider that they, the year before they don't have like, they have but two weeks to sign people. So, you know, most of the time when you look around the country, uh, these kinds of coaches that come in have have really had a hard time. Um, I would say that, you know, this group that they're about to sign is a difference maker forevermore. I mean, it, it, it's a Jimbo Fisher type class, you know, LaMarcus Joyner type class. Um, we'll see. Uh, it's it, but they're, they're coaching them up. Those kids care. By the way, a lot of you are angry on the uh, chat about my cursing. Hey, look guys, it says no, not safe for work right there on the top. Um, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe I should reconsider, you know, maybe I'll slow my roll on the cursing, but, you know, when you're coming in, we just beat fucking Miami. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, buck up, soldiers. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. Um, but that said, you know, Ira, you you know, the post-game interviews last night, did you notice that uh, Coach Norvell, uh, there were a couple times where I thought he was – and I, I don't mean this in a as a knock at all. I think there were a couple of times he was close to crying. Like when he when he talked about how proud he was of those kids, you could tell he was having to gather himself. Man, that means a lot to me. As a Florida State fan and alumnus, I, I I'm gonna tell you right now, it means a lot to hear him talk about the hard work they put in and what it means to them and what it means to him. I mean, that's what you run through a wall for. That's why you do it, right? I mean, listen, it's it it is what it is, but you could tell he cares deeply, and he's got those kids committed, man. And they 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 right. obviously fought and fought and fought, and they've done that all year long. It's really remarkable when you think about the 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 amalgamation of players on this football team. Um, and somebody brought up to me, somebody uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who doesn't follow it as closely as we do, or, or certainly a lot of the fans that uh, are on our uh, website or listen to your show um, every day. And he was saying, he looked at the senior class, like the group of seniors. And he was like, you know, how is that like your senior class? And, and then we started talking about the roster and I was like, look, man. And I think we've brought this up over the last couple of weeks, especially after losses, you know, when, when, when Jimbo bounced, that last class was bad. Willie yeah. signs a transition class. And then his next full class, the one he was here for a year to sign was really an empty class as well because he went out and there's a couple guys who are left and that's, you know, made the contribute. But for the most part, he went out. Willie's big mistake, that first full recruiting class he had, was he thought he was going to be able to sign the Kayvon Thibodeau and all these big-time five-star guys. So they spent all this time recruiting those guys, but they ended up not being able to sign any of them because they stunk in 2019. So he ended up having to sign a bunch of guys um, kind of on, on – on, without really evaluating them, it's kind of last minute, hey, what can we get? So you had another bad class. Then Mike Norvell comes in, like you said, and has two weeks to put the other class, just like Willie did his first year. So it's just been, you've had three or four years there where you weren't getting what you need to build this program. So you have, yeah. the, so what you have though, these last 18 months is you got Norvell's players and then you've got transfers. And there's a few older guys who are still around, the Robert Coopers who are doing everything they can. Baby on Johnson, Brady Scott, they're guys who are still here and bought in, but it's a small group. 
the most, the vast majority of this team is young kids and transfers, but they've found a way to get those kids all to really love each other and play hard for each other. And, I, you know, we've been seeing it all season, even though the wins weren't there. That's pretty cool, man. And it gives you an idea of what, okay, so what could they do if you had a group of kids for three years together where they've been through shared experiences and they love, you know, they really have that love of each other. You know, if, if say Jermaine Johnson, somebody like that had been in this program for two or three years or Keir Thomas or Jamie Robinson, if they've been in it for two or three years, as opposed to just one year, I mean, it could be really cool. I was so proud watching those guys. Uh, the the end of that uh, with the Jermaine Johnson hammer, uh, you know, I was so happy. Uh, Ira, I'm going to bring this back up, and you make good points, all of them. Like, where does Jermaine Johnson rank in That's beloved? A great I, I mean, I'm telling you right now, this this guy. I I don't wear jerseys because I'm 50. <laughs> but but. I, I hear you. I know exactly what you're thinking. Yeah. But I'm fucking, I mean, I'm going to tell you, I'm wearing a Jermaine Johnson jersey for the next five years. That guy changed. And, and Ira, you know, I know I've brought this up a lot. And so it's probably annoying to people. But I was very, very fortunate. I worked at the previous place that I worked at. And they invited me in. I got a chance to coach on the sidelines and to listen to the headset and to watch the interaction with players. And I got a chance to go out to Mike's house and watch the interaction with the players, with his family, Gene Decker off. The legend was there. He had other media there, but I was there. And that night I met Jermaine Johnson and we sat down. I was eating pulled chicken. He was eating pulled pork and we were just hanging out. And I asked him, you know, why you would choose Florida State. But his thoughtful answer, the way he considered talking, you know, I said to him, hey, I'm a member of the media. Say what you want to say. But listen, this is off the record. I just want to talk. And I don't think I'm giving up the goods here. He just was so insightful, so intelligent, so interesting of a person. And what I mean by that is he took time to answer the questions, but also – he kept talking about Mike Norvell. Now, listen, Mike, there are no heroes in this world. We're all terribly flawed people. But you just want to know that somebody has a vision that other people buy into. You just want to know that there's, like, somebody has a great work ethic. He said, listen, I could have gone anywhere, but that guy convinced me. And one of the things that he talked about was how hard uh, Norvell told him he was going to make him work. Right. And that he kept telling him, you know, Mike has said this before, but I think it's true. But he's all, he also said, I need your leadership. I need you to teach these kids how to work. I need you to show them how to prepare every day. Well, man, it's one thing to say that. It's, it's one thing for a kid to say, okay, I'll do that. But, I mean, look at this kid. He's a first-team All-American. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to leave here as one of the most prolific and dominant players on defense, and this is a place that's had a lot of them. So – I just I just can't say enough about Jermaine Johnson. I, I just yeah. and, and, and Mike Norvell for that matter, but Jermaine Johnson. Two things. Yeah, I'm with you 100 percent Two things I'd say. One is it's really hard to win awards, um, postseason awards if you're not really good the year before. Like if you're not if you're not on those watch lists right, right. in when you're a junior, you're probably not gonna no matter what you do as a senior, it's kind of hard to get on there. But man, what he has done. 
he's going to break the mold. I mean, he wasn't on a lot of those lists before the season. He had four and a half, five sacks last year at Georgia. He didn't have any sacks really the year before. He's a part-time starter yeah. on a great defense, on a, a phenomenal defense, but he wasn't the guy. So he wasn't on a lot of those lists. I remember Rivals, our company we were affiliated with, put out a list of like the top uh, transfers in the country. He wasn't high on any of those lists. Nobody was really talking about Jermaine Johnson except us here. Like, hey, could this be the guy? And even we were checking ourselves. Like, I don't know, man. He's not right. going to. He's not going to put up Demarcus Walker numbers. He's not. Let's just slow a roll. Well, shit, man. He's he's blown everything out of the water. He's unreal. Um, and on top of that, to your other point, you know, the most impressive thing to me, and I asked him about it after the game, was before Miami's drive when Florida State got, cut it to 28-23 and the defense had to go back out there to try to get a stop. Jermaine Johnson, oh man, Willie Johnson, what are you doing? Thanks, Fucking Willie. Hey, Willie, we shall, baby. You ready? Cheers right now. <laughs> I'm I'm sticking with the red stripe. It goes down a little smoother than the Don Julio. If I was with the Dos Artes, I would do it, Willie. Hey, Willie, to you. This is the Dos Artes, baby. Do this <laughs> thing. Holy yes. shit. You're right, Jeremy. You're 100% right. Um, Jermaine Johnson and, you know, man, Mike Norvell – Broad to ACC media days, as Jeremy said. Uh, yeah. But the other thing was, so Florida State kicks a field goal, cuts to 28-23. So, by the way, hey, Ira, let's do this. Let's do right. this thing. Okay, you ready? So this is so fun. And I just totally interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, we're fine. But, we're fine. but I, I love this, dude. So think about Mike decides to take the air out of the ball. He decides, I'm going to shorten the game. Because we're exhausted on defense. We can't get to, we're tired. We can't get stops. I'm going to shorten the game in the hopes that I get down here and score a touchdown, go for two and tie it up, and we'll play for overtime. That's basically like the, the idea behind the methodical drive is to shorten the game. He does not want to get Miami the ball back. So at four, whatever it is, he kicks that field goal. At that point, you have decided that I totally trust Adam Fuller. I totally trust this defense. I totally trust these kids who played and, their ass off tonight. And they've and given us point on the street. Right? And, and this crowd. And this I crowd. that was a factor. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to get a goddamn stop. We're going to make a play. When you watch the backside hustle from Jermaine yeah. on the that throw down. to get him down, to make it fourth and two, Ira, instead of fourth and one, because if fourth and one, they go for it. And who knows what happens, right? Yeah. So there, thank you, Derek. Um, <laughs> everything about this is trust in the process. Everything about this is trust in your players. Everything about this is trust in the program and trust in the fans, trust in everything, right? It's all there. He's like, fuck it. We're going to, we're going to get a stop and we're going to get the ball back and we're going to drive. Now, listen, a couple of things. Once again, you don't catch the fucking punt. So if that ball is down on the one, you lose. Yeah, you lose. It, they got they got a little bit lucky there. They got really lucky. Yeah. <laughs> it goes into the end zone. But once it does, and then you hit the shot play, it's game on. And all of a sudden, you put Miami fans, Miami players in the same position, this unenviable position of like having to deal with the stress of Oh shit, we're gonna blow this. Yes, you are, bitch. You are gonna blow this. And it's so beautiful. And so how big is that for 
all of those kids, but also how big is that for Mike Norvell with this fan base? I'm asking all of you guys out there. You know damn well what he just did there. He shortened the game, lessened possessions, and said, fuck it, I'm rolling the dice. I, I'm going to get the ball twice. I think we're going to score twice, and we're going to win. Holy shit. Well, I that think, happened. Yeah, and I, you know, I think that they knew, as well as the defense played in the first quarter, the first, most of the first half, Miami is going to come out and get some stuff going. I mean, they're, they have too many good weapons on that offense. Van Dyke right. is, he is going to be a big time quarterback. I mean, he, he, he got rattled, I think by the crowd, the pass rush, the defense. I mean, I think he didn't look good in the first half. He's going to be a big time quarterback that, but so you knew he was going to make some plays. Mallory's a really good tight end. The, Knighton is a great running back that they shut down in the running game, which was really impressive. Right. Um, so, so, I think from Mike Norvell's standpoint, man, once Miami started getting a roll and they got that ridiculous deflected pass touchdown, that's exactly what you don't want to have happen because now they're going to get some confidence and they're going to start making plays. So that's why, to your point, he's thinking, man, I got to shorten this game and I've got to let my defense make a play, make a stop. And man, did they ever come through? But he, what's remarkable though is, well, real quick, on Jermaine Johnson's stop there, if he tackles it, how many times do you see people tackle people going forward? Like guys will be at the, you know, a yard or two yards short of the first down marker and somebody will hit them from behind and drive them forward. I honestly believe Jermaine Johnson purposely hit him that hard from the side because yeah. he wanted to make sure there was no more progress forward. Yeah. Yeah. That you're, this is where you're getting, you're not getting, he can get in front of him to push him back, but you're not That's going any further right here. Listen, if you guys haven't watched that play, he, you know, it's, a, it's as Jeff said he's he's on the left side at defensive end. The pass is to the other side. He comes down the line and cleans it up, but not only just cleans it up, but drives him straight so he can't get any extra yards. It was a huge play. It's a huge play, and it's it's a it's the stuff of legend. It's the kind of thing that you know will cement him forevermore. Um, I, I I just I I'm gushing over Jermaine Johnson. I have all year long, but I really am right now because that that guy right there. I mean, if you're a Miami fan, you know, if you're a Miami fan, you're like, fuck that guy. I mean, that guy that guy cost us the game. And I look back at the uh, 62, the right tackle. I look back at his PFF grades from the season. He's a pretty good offense. He's better yeah, than any. Better. If you look at his PFF grades, they're better than anybody yeah. FSU puts out there. And Jermaine just torched that dude over and over and again. Oh, so I don't know if you saw this, Ira, and you're the king of the sideline watching the whole deal. So I, I got to tell you something that blows me away. So I, I went to this game with my father. Sorry. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I, I saw the picture, you and yeah. Bryce. And yeah, Bryce and Clark. Clark, and Clark there too. I don't know. I, I saw yeah. Bryce and, and your dad. Yeah. So I went with Bryce and Clark. Those are my two boys for those watching. One just turned 14. The other's 11. They've been going with their granddad uh, to these games this year. If I'm not careful, I'll get emotional. Um, my dad's taken him to every game. And so my dad came to town and I said, well, I, I'll go with you to this game. We'll all go together. And uh, I wasn't going to do any media bullshit. And it was just going to be us as Knowles, you know, like come to the game. Let's, let's cheer on the Knowles. Right. So 
my dad's got these great tickets because he's been coming to games for 40 years. So we're on the 40-yard line or 45, thereabouts. And we were there, you know, this this whole moment, the whole big thing. It's there we are watching the game. It was it was it was so cool watching that game. Right? Oh, <laughs> My wife's like, the so, fucking controller's over here. <laughs> stop interrupting this heartfelt story about you and your dad watching a football game. I'm really trying to trying to relate to this story. She's la- she's laughing. <laughs> so. <laughs> We 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 have this moment in this game. I don't know where I was going with this, but other than like the way this thing played out, the way that you know you you hang in there and you hold out hope, and you've been through the worst of worst and all that stuff. We watched every moment in the Jermaine Johnson play, by the way. And I'm gonna, I, I guess I'm going to go back to that. My dad turned to me and said, "Who does that?" Right. And and he's been coming to games for forty something years, and I don't know if that was where I originally well, was going. But I want to ride that for a second because somebody made a post on the tribal council today on our message boards, and I thought it was a great point. And this guy just said, or, or lady, I I didn't pay attention to who it was, but they said they forgot how much fun this is, you know. And 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 to your point, you know, your dad has has seen it all. You know, he's seen it at Florida State at its lowest and its highest and everything in between. And these last five years have sucked. And it's hard. You know, we have to talk about this team. We have to write about this team. We cover this team. We cover this program. But the fans, like, this is their this is their escape. This is their time away from work and their responsibilities and everything else. And then you come and you spend all this money and you invest and you come to the games and then the team stinks or it doesn't play hard. And that's just awful. And it's hard to – so that's why we can't you know, criticize when fans don't come. But to have a night like that, man, Doke was awesome. You were out there. Like, I'm in the press box. It's hard to tell. But I could tell. Doke was awesome last night. The team plays so hard. You know, it, it, it did remind you again of, man, how much fun this can be when you have a program that you're really proud of. Yeah, man. And it, it – um... The, the people around me, they were so loud. They were so crazy. They were so fun. And they got rewarded because they're so passionate and they care. And I've, I've been hard on our fans for a lot of reasons. Um, but, no, it was, it, was, it was incredible. And it was fun. I stayed in the stadium after the game and watched the players celebrate with the fans. And, um, you know, I had a chance to talk to Norvell later on. And, and you know, I, I, I could tell how proud he was. So, Bottom line is, I think the program's going in the right direction. Um, I think this team is, you know, uh, they're not good. It's not a good football team, uh, but they play with a lot of heart. They, they looked good in the t- first half, buddy. Yeah, they hey, did. Hey, hey, Matthew, can you put up Jeff Corcoran's uh, comment there? I thought it was pretty funny, and it's touched on something else I want to bring up. Brought my family in from Baton Rouge. Trip going to end up costing me tens of thousands of dollars because my daughter is sold on attending FSU. <laughs> There it is. And, but the, the corollary to that is in recruiting, you know, and I was texting with, with an FSU administrator last night about, you know, Corey made this point a few weeks ago and he went to watch Georgia play. And he was saying, you know, Georgia was number one in the country. He went to the game when Georgia played Kentucky, FSU was off. And he's like, Georgia's number one in the country. They're playing a top 10, 15 team in Kentucky. And you go to the game. It's just not the same as Doke when Doke is good. Like you don't have Osceola and Renegade. You don't have the marching chiefs. You don't have the chant. You don't have the 
It's just different. And so when Florida State is right in, in this in that Doke is right and you have a game like that, think about those recruits that were there, man. Like how oh, it's huge, yeah. And, and they don't get that at any other, you know, uh, these other schools have better facilities. Like Florida State needs to improve their facilities. These other schools have the football facilities and the the slides and the barber shops and the recording studios and all this the other slides. stuff. But none of them have none of them have what Doke is when Doke is rocking like that. I mean, really, they might get loud, but it, it, there's something special about it. And so, so those recruits, I think they're gonna. I mean, I think they're gonna clean up on this class. Do you really? Do you really? I really do. I really do. I don't know. You're floating that shit out there, buddy. That's not based cool. on just information. I'm just saying. The kids that were still in it with Florida State through three and six, but they came twice this year. They came to Notre Dame and then they yeah. came to that. Man, I mean, we'll see. But I, I, I think they're. I think this class could be really, really cool. Well, and I will tell you this. Um, again, it felt so good. I, I've done it a few times this year. I've spent less time in the press box this year, uh, just for people out there, than ever before. Oh, Jay, man, goodness gracious, thank you so much. Thanks, Jay. Um, I've spent more. Uh, I've been very fortunate to get hired by Warchant.com. I mean that um, to work with my friends, to work with these guys that are great professionals and smart and so fun. And we're all allowed to do what we do. We all have different roles. And, you know, and, and like Ira's a writer who's a supreme writer and he does a good job with the videos we do. And I do my radio show and Tom's a jack of all trades. And we just have so many talented people. But this year has afforded me the opportunity in a weird way to just go be a fan. Right. And I've never had that opportunity in the last 23 years. Um, I've always just had to work as media. And I, I don't say that in a bad way. It's just uh, like that's been my role. But this year I've gone because I'm not required on on game day other than the morning game day show, Tallahassee Game Day, which is great. And we appreciate you all watching. But when I'm done with Tallahassee Game Day, it ends at 11. and I'm not required to do anything else other than, you know, watch the game, of course, and, 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 and break it down the best way I can. Um, so it's, it's given me more time with my dad and my kids at a time where they're really excited about it. And, and we've the dad again. The dad uh, yeah, again. yeah. I'm just fucking you guys over. Um, but, but the point yeah. is I've watched the investment of the fans and the, you know, the dismay right. and the frustration, but also the hope, you know, all that's been there and it's been so awesome. I mean, last night was the culmination of that investment, like watching those guys, man. And, and seeing my dad, like, Hey, we, we've got something. I'm like, yes, we've got something. We, we do have something. And I think that's true. I think Florida state and Mike Norvell have something going on. Um, I think they, they've got something on in recruiting. It's helped a lot that Florida has shit the bed it's helped a lot that Miami is what they are useless for the last 20 years. I think Florida state's in a potential position. If they can secure this class, if God forbid you follow it up with a seven or eight win season next year and you secure another good class. Oh buddy, Katie bar the door. Let's go. I mean, that's it, man. I mean, I, I don't know. Again, I said this last week when we did, I think when we did the war chain report, I like that quarterback. And I like some of the talent Miami has, but I don't believe – not only do I not believe that Manny's going to be the guy, I right. also don't believe that they believe it. And so right. – and then you look at that game, man. They I, they made so many bad decisions in that game that helped Florida State 
get back in it. Because I mean, Miami had the better team. Florida oh, they're State, a better team by far. Florida State jumped on them, made some plays, got that lead. But Miami was a better team, and they took over the game, and my and they let my Florida State come back and win it. But I mean, from the sloppiness, the dumb penalties, um, the time management decisions he made, uh, there are so many things that that if you're a Miami fan, you're outraged right now. So we'll see what happens with that situation. With Florida, I mean that game, that that game, I mean, it's an unbelievable embarrassment. Forty-two it's, points in the first half, Ira. Were you? It's, it's unbelievable. Well, the thing is, I don't know. I mean, will they play? Because they are playing on one side of the ball. They do care. Oh, so, yeah. Well, offensive guys. I've always said this. Offensive guys always want to score. Yeah. It's whether or not your defensive guys actually want to play and, and be defensive guys. And and uh, so we'll see, man. That game's going to be awesome. I I don't think any of us really thought. Before the season, that was a game that was winnable. And, you know, they may not win it. But, you yeah. know, the problem is the problem is the next game is the problem. Right. BC got the quarterback back. He's throwing the ball around a lot. I know what you said earlier. Yeah, but yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he can actually play. That's a fucking problem. Like, they're they're right. well coached. And he can and, run. He's smart. Yeah. No, yeah. And nice. you're coming off this emotion. So you wonder, like, was this the mountain? You know, I mean, you got to show up next week and be buttoned up and play well because BC will beat you. Um, I, I actually think with that quarterback, they're good. They're going to make plays. So it's, it's not like Florida state can't win the game, of course, but they will be underdogs again. they will yeah. be underdogs again. So, um, it'll be huge. Uh, if they get that win, can you imagine Ira walking into the stadium against the university of Florida and you're one game away from being bowl eligible and they hate the doofus that is their used car salesman of a coach. Like imagine like you walk in there going, no, fuck you. And they, they have something to play for. I mean, I think Florida fans are already thinking to themselves, shit, this is a problem. This is a problem. If you lose to the, you know, if you look at what Florida state has been over these last few years, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, I'm sure they thought it's going to be 10 years before Florida State kind of turns this around. And maybe it will be a few more years uh, before they get to where they need to get to. But, yeah, man, to show that they, they, they're they a threat. Um, you know, and it would be the ultimate – it would be like when Ron Zook won here the day Bobby Bowden Field was named after Bobby Bowden. I mean, it was just – it was appalling as a Florida right. State fan to see that. That's how they would feel if Florida State comes in there the year after going 3-6 and six and being 0-4 to start the season with a loss to Jacksonville State. Um, so man, it, it, it would be a, it'd be a great way to end the season, uh, without question. So Tom writes, BC's in trouble, Jeff, we're riding this all the way to a bowl. It could be, it could be, that's actually something that's true too. This wave of confidence and belief and fuck you that is in existence. It's possible. Florida state could walk out there on Saturday. We'll see. We'll see. It, you know, it's going to be important that they do. If they can get their minds right collectively, I do think Florida State could ride this wave all the way to the end of the year and win these two games. I, I do. Um, and if they do, if this team goes six and six and goes to a bowl, are you kidding me? After an 0 and four start, Ira? I mean, yeah, buddy, uh, you got something. Hey, how much fun is it going to be for us when we cover the spring next? Year? I mean, like this will be nuts. Well, that's man, that's that that. That game was huge for a lot of reasons. It was huge for these players. It was huge for the fans. It was huge for Mike Norvell. It was also huge for us because <laughs> if they had gone into this postseason having yeah. lost, you know, five straight games and been three and nine, 
man, it just would have been hard to write about this team, even no matter what the coaches would say, people would have a hard time believing it. Um, so this is good, man. It's really good. I think it's, it's people can see the progress. Uh, people like the way this play, team competes. It would be awesome if they can get one or two more of these wins, carry that into the offseason, and give people a reason, again, like we said earlier, this is fun. Like there is a reason you were, became a college football fan and a Florida State fan. It is a lot of fun when things are, are trending in the right direction. And I think that was a taste of what it could be. You do some prize picks? Oh, shit. Sorry. Prize picks. Here we go. Uh, I did take – what was the over? I got to pull this up. I'm so bad at this, guys. Sorry. I've been drinking tequila. There it is. <laughs> a lot of prize picks. <laughs> Make sure you use the code uh, WARCHANT. 100% deposit match is a big deal, by the way. So make sure you do that. Uh, so what'd you take, Ira? What'd you take? Well, I mean, I haven't uh, I haven't gotten off to the greatest start so far in my prize picks uh, career. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but I feel like it's turning around. I feel like the big FSU win yesterday. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I got uh, two two uh, entries tonight. Well, two players that, I, that I've got entries on tonight. I'm going Mahomes. Over the 285, 280.5. I feel so like you, I feel like the Raiders. I'm a little bit. I, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical of the Raiders. I feel like uh, all the drama. I feel like Mahomes is going to come through, and he hasn't really. Yeah, I don't think he's thrown for over 280 yards in the last few games. But I feel like tonight is the night he's going to go over. And then I also took um, uh, one of the receivers. I think I took Hunter Renfro for the Raiders to go under 50. Uh, I think he was 50. Some 50. Yeah, 56.5 yards. So I took him under. I'm fading. I'm liking the Chiefs. I'm fading the Raiders. I've got those two. Uh, I'm only betting ten bucks. I'm going, I'm slowing my I'm slowing my roll. I'm slow. My 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 bank roll is taking a couple of hits here in the first couple of weeks of prize fix. So I'm slowing my roll. I'm not Matthew, scroll lot. down. Matthew, I'm scroll gonna, down. I'm not going to win a lot here. But uh, yeah, scroll down. Bet. Scroll scroll down. I actually took Josh Jacobs. Uh, over 16 receiving yards there. So go ahead and hit that thing right there. I got him at 17, 18 receiving yards. I'm going to do that. By the way, by the way, over here on your far left, scroll down. So guys, if you're out there, and by the way, prize picks is awesome. You see that 37 and a half receiving yards from Brian Edwards? Yeah, fuck him. You know how many yards he had the last two weeks? (laughs) Zero, bitch ass. Brian Edwards. We're gonna take zero from Brian Edwards. You didn't uh, under as 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 Matthew puts it, that's an under. <laughs> I said bitch ass, no yards. Thanks for the last two weeks, Brian Edwards. You, you didn't you, you didn't uh you didn't make any prize picks entries before uh the Bucks game today, did you? You didn't. Uh... No, actually, actually, it, it, you know, that, the way that game started, I started laughing. I was like, okay, so the Bucks going to lose today, so that's going to happen, and that's what a Florida State Miami game does for you, folks. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I didn't even matter. It didn't even bother me that we lost to Florida in basketball for the first time in a decade. You know what? I, also, you know who also was not bothered by anything. I watched Jimbo's press conference last night after he lost at Ole Miss. Nah, he's not bothered. Dude, when you got ninety million in the bank, <laughs> it's amazing how well you take these losses. He's like, he, oh well. So <laughs> literally, you got he smiles like ten times in this press conference. Does he really? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. he's like, that, yeah, that's just what happens. You know, sometimes because <laughs> people are asking about Ole Miss's tempo, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Those are, but that's the thing with those offenses. If they if they don't get on a roll, it gets that bad. But if they get on a roll, 
That's what could happen. Yeah, it's crazy. Thanks, Jimbo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the people that are forking over the money that they could never even miss feel real good about him just going, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> so, hey, so by the way, Jimbo's lost to Mississippi State and Ole Miss in the same year. How much do those those two losses, you would, again, the old Jimbo, I would, you know, you would think it would drive him nuts, especially those offensive styles. But, yeah, there you go. There's Adazio. But, uh, yeah, That's man, my take on Brian Edwards' suck ass. It's like, uh, man, it's the thing. It's it's like artists with albums. Like, once they get rich, it's like, man, oh, how, yeah. how much how, how much they really pour in themselves in. To, so, I've got seven album. straight records of multi-platinum performances. <laughs> you don't like this new record? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> this one's for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing this because I'm better than you. That's where Jimbo is right now. So, enjoy that, hey, so Yeah, uh, it's good. We love you guys. We're saying goodbye. Enjoy it. Hey, man. Okay, so cheers. Hold on. Once again, thanks to my friend Chris. Good work, Chris. You did it up, baby. Here's here's my friend at the the, the liquor store. <laughs> here's to Felipe, <laughs> <laughs> who uh, told me to drink a lemon or, or eat a lemon. With a... Hey, Chris. Or uh, no, Chris, you're a good guy. Felipe at the uh, liquor yeah, store. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, have a good life. <laughs> go Knowles, everybody. We love you. Be good. Thanks for watching the Sunday Smash. Thanks Talk to, to Matthew. Matthew. Peace. Thanks, Matt. <laughs>